Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 610 A sensational Sunday to you. I am Jim Fannin. You can catch us here every Sunday, noon to 2, live from the White House of Rock Talk and Schlock here at 610 CKTB on Yates Street in beautiful downtown St. Catharines. Got a great show for you today. As always, the phones are, and I mean wide open. Feel free to blast us a call. Don't just listen. I need you to participate. Well, I don't need you to participate, but it makes for... Sometimes a better show. Sometimes the hosts can just carry it. David Jones is producing board opping and usually engineering, but cops on commission, you guys are stiffs. Rock stars, supposed to show up, give you a free gig to play in the booth here, and you no-show me. That sucks. So cops on commission, I don't know if you're in transit. Andrew C., you're my contact. Get in Jonesy's booth if you're on the way. If you're not, I am hunting you down this week. So we continue our tradition of having local musical talent live in the studio. We'll just take a little break today if Cops on Commission doesn't show up, but we are chasing Cardinals. If you've ever seen these guys around town, great band, and... If you have an act and you do not suck, I suggest you get a hold of me. You can find me on Facebook. Other ways that you can interact with the show, as you know, you can tweet us out on Twitter. At 610CKTB is the Twitter address for the station. I am at Jim Fannin, F-A-N-N-O-N. And I have an Astro Media account, but it's so much easier to check my Gmail. So for now, if you want to get into the show or send me an email with feedback... Praise or critique, either way is good with me. JimFannon at gmail.com. On the show today, we're going to take a look at 610 CKTB's candidates debate that was held at Four Points four points in the Falls. Uh, props to Tom McConnell, did a great job. He was looking for a little interaction with the participants, and he got it. Man, Joyce Morocco was a steamroller, straight up. So we are going to talk a little bit about the debate, some of their answers, and we'll get Clark Bitter's take on what he would have said in response to the debate questions. Clark Bitter is your Green Party candidate in the falls. Been making some news as well. And so Clark Bitter will come in after this break. 
We'll talk about Marineland, about Go Transit, and the hospital. <laughs> My favorite is the racetrack. Also, my heart goes out to the family of Bob Mackey, longtime resident of Niagara West Glanbrook, uh, a man I can call a friend of mine. Um, <laughs> strangely enough, uh, not strangely enough, you know when you get the news that somebody's passed, sometimes it hits you really hard. Sometimes you're like, eh, oh well. This is one that really hit me hard yesterday when I found out, and of all places, where am I finding out that people die these days? Facebook. That sucks. So Bob Mackey, I think we had a a strong mutual respect for each other. In fact, as a caller on Tom McConnell's show, he knew enough about me to refer me to his girlfriend as a realtor. That was cool. So as I went over and helped uh, Yvette Rath with the sale of her property, Bob walks in and I've never met the man before. He's like, oh, no, I told her, you know what, you're the guy. Never met before. I said, yeah, but you don't even, he was. He, he acted kind of like he was meeting a rock star, and I, him, because I'm a big fan of him, too, especially uh, with his fight for uh, property use, Crown Patent Lance, uh, Crown Patent Grants, and so we disagreed on just about everything except property use. That's something we came together on. Give him a little advice. Told him, run. Run municipally. It'll be great for you. It'll be great training. And he took me up on it. Didn't take all my advice, but he did run municipally last time around. And he was slated to run provincially, I think, this time for the Libertarian Party, if I got that right. Bob Mackey lost his life Saturday or yesterday or maybe late Friday night. Uh, apparently, complications from heart problems. Uh, Bonnie Heslop here in the studio told me that he actually had some health concerns over the Christmas break. And it was kind of like an afterthought that they only found out through blood work that he actually had a heart attack. So he wasn't feeling well, but he didn't think he had a heart attack. So Bob Mackey, great guy, passionate about so many things, very politically active. Bob opened Mackey's Mountain Archery and almost immediately the NEC, the Niagara Escarpment Commission, tried to stop him from making a living because he was operating a business on what used to be a commercial woodlot on the escarpment. They told him, no, you can't have the less fortunate, you can't do charity events, you can't shoot bows and arrows on your own property. And oh, by the way, all those improvements you made to your property, take them down. And he spent probably tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars fighting for his right to operate and make a living on his own land. And so he's come on the show a couple times. Good friend of the the station here, Tommy McConnell, actually had him in. If you remember the conversation that was around a poop transplant, for lack of a better word. That conversation was about his son. One of the more memorable conversations on Tom McConnell's show, I'll say. So we're going to touch on closing the jack, the spectator facility, 
Now, we got lots of local stuff to get to today, but the bumper music tells me right now i got to get out for a commercial and pay the bills. After this, we'll talk to Clark Bitter of the Green Party. He's running in the Niagara Falls riding, seeking your vote for MPP. This is the Jim Fannin Show on 610 CKTB. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at Jim Fannin, thanks for checking us out. 610 AM. You can listen to us online, www. Do we need the W's anymore? 610CKTV.com. Click on the live streaming video. You can hear us live there. Clark Bitter is in the booth. First, though, we're going to go to a little clip from the racetrack question posed to Joyce Morocco. We want a five-year sustainable um, business plan. So that five-year gets them going into the next five-year, not one year, because let's face it, these people, it's their livelihood. They don't know whether they're going to have to pack up and move their kids and sell their houses. And, and that's not fair. And we have to make sure, too, that the growers and the farmers actually know that they're able to uh, be cutting hay and produce the feed for the horses uh, that are there because they, they stay uh, at the uh, track. So it's, it's really important for us to make sure, and it was was also important to the premier so much so that she actually said here's a hundred thousand dollars more to go and bring back a sustainable business plan because the one that they provided was not something that we needed. It was one year. We want a five-year plan. And right now, and I have to tell you, as of today, we are very, very close working on getting Thank that you. plan back from them. And we hope that we can actually get that track up and running like right away. I know it needs to happen. The clock is ticking. And there's not a day that goes by that I'm not in communications with Queen's Park and also the track. So they're getting close. They uh, actually let me know that by Friday we hope to have that plan, uh, if not sooner. So that's that's what's really important, is making sure that we have a, a long uh, sustaining plan for them. And five years is our goal, so that they can t- continue on for another five plus years. Okay, I got a couple takes on that, and we'll bring Clark Bitter in to answer some of the questions that he would have answered in the debate. For the horses that are there, because they are at the track. <laughs> yeah, the horses stay at the track. For the horses that are there because they stay at the track. No, really? Okay, Joyce, listen. I'm not a big fan of the Liberal Party, and I'm not going to endorse you right now like your desperate move to get Jim Diodati's letter of endorsement. That is weak. And so is Diodati's explanation of why he endorsed you. And, Jim, thank you very much. You can have all the time next week on the show to counter that point. 16th, Jim Diodati's in, if he's still will have me so Joyce you spun a really good plan there you know we gave them an extra hundred thousand dollars to come back with a five-year plan we need a five-year sustainable plan for the racetrack and what did your government do they gave us an election plum 
a one-year election plum. So what's next, Joyce? In the spring election, you're going to bring the slots back. We know what you're up to. We see you working, liberals. It sucks. That's my racetrack rant. Clark Bitter, thanks for coming in. I appreciate your time. I know you're busy. My pleasure, Jim. Talk to me about your take on the track. You got anything as passionate and as (laughs) aggravated as I seem to be on these liberals dropping a plum on us? Well, you know, uh, another campaign called it a by-election and spelt it B-U-Y. Oh, nice. And, you know, that's quite apropos. Um, Our proposal is obviously to bring the slots back and... um, but also to look at bringing possibly a university campus into the track itself um, or in an, and or an equestrian facility. So repurposing, you're not going to just run it as a racetrack and slots, you're going to repurpose it completely or still have racing? Well, still have racing for sure. Right. Um, the idea is to complement the racing. So if right. you bring an equine studies and, a, and an agricultural veterinarian school in there, you do a few things. One is you reduce the costs by having a veterinary school there, somewhat like a teaching hospital, okay. if you will. And you bring young people to Fort Erie right. to live and, and study and spend their money, um, go to the clubs, whatever they do, you know. Um, but it generates a lot of economy. I grew up in, in Waterloo with two universities, and, um, you know, it was a lot different before BlackBerry, but it uh, it was still vibrant and, and a big part of the community, much like we'd like to have in Niagara Falls. You know, another Niagara Falls, I think, is a lot closer to it. It's just an idea now. But um, when I was out in Fort Erie, <clears throat> I met a, a gentleman who showed me a um, plan that was shelved in 2002 to bring an e- uh, equestrian facility into the track. And for an investment of $5 million, they got back over on the proposal. After the study, it was over 7500 percent return over 10 years. Yeah, the return in the business plan was so great that they, got they shelved. that they couldn't figure they they didn't believe that they could come up with something so great. To be true. Dennis Mills comes to town. He holds these high level we all know who Dennis Mills is. Uh, holds yeah. uh, this high level meetings with all the important people of the track and then it goes away until we get a by-election, and then they drop a brutal one-year plan on us after Joyce stood there and said, we need a five-year sustainable plan. We need to know that this is going to be well, open. Did, so we got to wait for the general election to get a five-year plan and slots back. And Well, they do need to have a sustainable plan. Um, and, and I think that co-purposing, not repurposing, w- might help with that. Um whether they have their five-year plan or not, um, obviously the Liberals have their five-month plan. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, well, because they know springtime's coming, and we're going to be back likely, in, a, in a general election. More than because likely, Andrea Horvath has to have the stones, pardon the metaphor, to pull the plug on this Liberal government. She can't maintain her integrity and credibility by continuing to prop these guys up after she's been campaigning door to door with Gates almost every day, saying, I, you know, we're not going to do this anymore. Well, I've, we're preparing for a spring election. That's, you know, yep. um, that's our take on it. Um, I wouldn't prop up the Liberals, you know, so I don't, I don't well, it's think been, they it's, will, but I mean, it's been good I for the NDP. To last time. And they, ha- so. they have had the gun to, the electoral gun to the government's head for a long time, both provincially and federally. Um, you know, Jack Layton used it quite 
quite well. Uh, but he, It's an effective tool. When, oh, when absolutely. And this is why I like minority governments, because the opposition has that electoral gun to the head of the government, and it makes for better policy. But she's never, as a new quote, Democratic Party, hasn't ever brought electoral reform, citizen-initiated referenda, uh, 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 any of that kind of stuff, proportional representation. representation, Yeah, yeah. you know, that's never been the gun. It's always been scratching a check. So while Stephen Harper, one of the most conservative men on this planet, continues to write liberal Democratic checks to the other half that's got the electoral gun to his head, same thing happens here. It's been good for the NDP. It's been good for people that I guess are left wing or a little bit socialist as far as policy goes, not good for the bottom line because the liberals just keep scratching checks to keep a Horvath from pulling the plug on them. Um, yeah, they've they've got a few good things out of it, the fifteen percent reduction, but of course the liberals got a hold of it, and you know four percent so far, and another six percent coming in the future, and fifteen percent to me means. 15%. If you're going to cut my insurance rates 15%, cut them 15%. Don't go four, don't go six. And, and you know, they say one thing and sort of mean another. They don't give you all the information. It, it's, it's Politics as usual. It is. But, you know, let me um, go back to Diodati's letter that you, um, you spoke about. Um, Jim, I, I was surprised when, when Mr. Uh, Mayor Diodati wrote the letter uh, when it came out. We hadn't quite finished preparing our answers. Oh, I think there was a lot questions. of people who were surprised that he came right out and said, "I'm not going to, I'm not going to endorse anyone. I'm staying neutral." No, uh, I don't. Yeah, I well, wouldn't. he's got two sides. So okay. he's talking about both sides. It's an interesting take. Um, I understand his his um, thinking that he does. Have, there's a lot on the plate in Niagara Falls right now that they've been working on with the provincial government. Um, this government has said that they will keep them. So regardless of whether they keep their promises, regardless of whether or not we have a liberal candidate there, they should keep their promises. Um, with that said, if you put a green candidate there, it's not just one party that wants my vote. It's all three parties, especially in a minority government. The, the standalone vote becomes all that much more important. Nice job. So uh, we've had a lot. I don't know if you had a chance, but the the live video is now up on the website. So I, I suggest you head on over to 610ctktb.com, and you can see that video of Tommy moderating the debate between these three sitting very close. At one point, I think... Uh, was Gates like, poking him in the in the chest or something? <laughs> I thought there was going to be fisticuffs there at one yeah. time. He's like, "Don't touch me." Well, I don't. I don't even really want to be sitting this close to you, but I'm sorry. He apologized right off the bat. I think Gates got a little wound up. They, uh, <laughs> they did get a little heated. Yeah, um, it was it was definitely a colorful debate. Uh, it's a shame I wasn't part of it, but uh, um, your your station has been gracious to give me today a chance to answer the questions. And again on uh, Wednesday. Tom McConnell show. I'll be on Tom McConnell nice. show. Yep. Um, speaking to Tom, about it was an executive policy. decision, a creative decision, or a, you know, a editorial decision of management. Uh, so uh, I'm not management, and so we give. That's why they pay me to be in this chair. So <laughs> I didn't get to my take. This is mocking Wayne Gates. I was there. I was there fighting for you. I was there when the levee broke. I was there in the War of 1812. I was there when they crucified Christ. Where were you, Bart? <laughs> Bart was in the paddock. <laughs> Bart was in the paddock, and Gates points out, it was the a- paddock is not part of the slots. What were you doing in the paddock, Bart? 
It, it was a comical That was pretty debate. comical. It was... They, Jesus, they, they, his hair! He sounds like a preacher. He's like, winding it up, winding well, it up. It, you know, I, I was at the Yellow Shirt Brigade um, protest out in front of the hospital, and he, he was there. Um, Wayne is... I was there, too. I went on the bus with the Yellow Shirts yeah. to Parliament, whatever, Queen's yeah. Park. And, I was there. Wayne I don't even know. There. What the Wayne, hell was I doing there? Wayne, Wayne is at these things, and, yeah. and you know, it... Almost, you can almost bet your last nickel that he's going to be there if, if there's something the citizens really feel strong about. I'll say that about Wayne. Hey, you know? poor. You don't have to be poor anymore. Gates is here. Vote for Gates. <laughs> <laughs> your 610 CKTB time is 1228. After this, a little bit more of the debate with Clark Bitter. This is 610 CKTB. Life is going nowhere. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at I'm Jim Fannin. Everyone's a critic. Clark Bitter telling me I need some better music. I got great bumper music. Be <laughs> Shut up. I got your mic down. <laughs> Frank Razzo from Beamsville. You're calling today. Frank, thanks for calling the show. We've never spoken on the show before. No, it's actually Stevensville. Stevensville. Got it. That makes more sense. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, Frank. What's your take? Well, I wanted to give Clark Bitter credit for continuing to push the, the racetrack issue and other green issues like using ammonia as a fuel. Well, thanks, Frank. Uh, I really liked his idea of co-purposing the track with things like the remote campus. Well, it, it was given, I, th I believe it was you that first mentioned to me about the uh, equestrian study. That's true. And, That's pr um, probably why I like it so much. Well, it's interesting. How I, are you I, feeling, Frank, about the Liberals bringing it down as an election plum at the last minute to buy some votes in desperation? Well, I think it was coming eventually, but... Uh, I was kind of surprised it wasn't the slots. I'll be honest. The slots? Yeah, I was hoping that they would bring back the slots, too, but the, the fact that okay. the, the the track is privately owned, that had some complication to it. That was something that Kim Crater explained to me last year. There's been a lot of discussions. I know Dennis Mills have a high-level discussions down here. There's been discussions with the owner of the track and, and lots of things going back and forth, but I think the electorate is going to see right through this, and my prediction of the Liberals being punished at the polls is definitely coming through with Morocco running at about 19%, Gates leading at, what, 38 and and Maves behind him a little bit at 35 or 36%. So it is a two-way race, just like all the uh, NDP commercials say. That, or poll, uh, that poll doesn't include any undecided. There's a 4% Margin okay. that they've left out of that one and the Thornhill one. Right. Uh, it's interesting. The NDP is polling at six percent in Thornhill. So the one-two punch is what they drop a little election plum here for the by-election, and then what they bring back the slots for uh, the general election. Is that what we're the tea leaves are reading in my book? Um, I'm that's sure. I'm, I'm hoping they're going to bring back a, a lot more things. I was I was talking to Jim Thebert of the Fortier Economic 
Development and Tourism Commission, and he's got a lot of ideas on, on bringing jobs to Port Erie. They've got some great ideas. There's the remote, uh, besides the remote campus, there's yeah, we, the equestrian um, trail that, that they came up with years ago, and that seems like a, a great idea. They the study is incredible. That study is incredible. It's it, um, millions and millions of dollars back in the Fort Erie coffers, and uh, I forget the job stats, but I think it was in the um, 400-person job range after 10 years, five maybe. Frank, yeah. I'm sure you have it. Well, Gates is framing it as a thousand jobs all the time. Every time he's speaking about it, well, he's talking about the. That's the, not the Fort uh, um, Equestrian Trail Master Plan that I was just looking at. That was the one with the 400 jobs. Yeah, they, that's they, the one they, I was talking about. Yeah, they came up with that in 2002. When it Bart Maves so was good, they, uh, they MPP. thought it was too good, and they they just mothballed it. They couldn't believe that it would be so good. Yeah, the ROI and the return on, on investment and the payback period was so great that they thought there had to be something wrong with it. So I don't know that that's a good reason to shelve a initiative like repurposing that track. But um, for whatever reason, they walked away. Actually, like like Clark said, it, they. There was still going to be racing there, but because the facility is big, they could do yep. so many other things. There's trails all around the track that could be used for for uh, equestrian tourism. And and you know, Frank, when I was out there um, at the Chamber of Commerce debate, I mentioned about the eco industrial parks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another idea that fits perfectly into uh, Fort Erie. You have a lot of shovel ready industrial lands, and um, these eco parks, like I mentioned there or biotech parks, um, but concentrated single-purpose industrial parks, this is a major plan already across the river in in New York State. It's been there now for a number of years. It's created 5,000 jobs in Buffalo in the past three years. And strangely enough, there are competition right across the border. There are competition, and in any business, and believe me, creating jobs is a business right now. You gotta treat it like a business. You gotta look at your competition and see what they're doing, the successful competition. Right. And Buffalo has exactly the same things to offer a, a company as we do, except for this plan that they have. Now, we can't do everything. The tax, the 10-year tax thing might be hard, um, but it's something to look into. They have 15 of these biotech and clean tech industrial parks going in all across that state, and they're filling up. It, it, it's not a new idea, but it's. I've been touting them for at least seven years in the area, and I think had we done it five, six years ago, the eco-industrial parks, these are um, off-the-grid parks that repurpose waste to create energy or recycle the materials. Um, water treatment is all done on site. Waste treatment is all done on site. So they're, they're totally off the grid. They use green power, solar power, wind power, anaerobic digestion to recapture methane and boil um, water to make steam electricity. And um, they're being done all over the world. China, I know China gets a bad rap for coal hydro or coal electricity, but they also are the number one country in the world for renewable energy. And they're slowly moving, not even slowly, they're moving quite rapidly into converting all the dirty stuff into clean energy. Well, it dwarfs the rest of the the world as far as them turning to renewables and sustainable. It's I massive. Mean, because they have such a huge output. When they make a change, it also has a huge uh, uh, effect. On it does. And it's lowered the cost of solar and, and these things. And, you know, the way that the current government went about it with the FIT program is, is backwards. Um, to guarantee 85 cents 
per kilowatt hour to a company to build towers as long as they put temporary jobs in town and then give them, uh, let them run Ramsod right over the municipality and not even consult the community as to where they go like they, they did in Waynefleet is the wrong way to do it. Right. Really, only the Greens can be trusted to bring us proper, efficient, clean energy that doesn't cost us through the roof. Frank, just before I let you go, what's your take on what's happened so far, your frustrations and your hopes for the rest of this by-election in Niagara Falls? Well, the uh, the timing of the, the announcement for the for the funding of the track, I, I was hoping that would be that would have come a lot earlier. But seeing as this election won't change the government, I, I think that if Joyce does get elected, the fact that her being a liberal would probably mean that she's best positioned to ensure that we would get some long-term Frank for the track. Frank, she's not getting elected. Give up on that one. Frank Razo, I appreciate your call. Andy Petrowski, you want me to hold you over to the next break, or you want to go? you got two minutes. No, hey, Jim, why don't you go to break now? I'd rather, I, 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 want, I do want to speak to... Uh, Mr. Uh, Green, because I do respect him immensely, so I'd rather give him uh, his due with a bit of time, Jim. All right, Andy P. is on deck after this. We'll talk more with Clark Bitter. We'll talk a little bit more about the by-election in Niagara Falls right here on 610 CKTB. is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Welcome back. Clark Bitter approves of this bumper song, Eden Lawson's favorite song. She used to be grooving away when she was uh, my board op. Davy Jones running it today. My apologies to cops on commission after I just trashed rock stars for stiffing. Andrew Colonical comes in and says, dude, I told you we had a gig today. We're in on the 23rd. So I effed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgive me, Andrew. Cops on commission, uh, they tell me, are in February 23rd. We're chasing Cardinals. We've got some great acts coming up. Also... I want the listeners of the Jim Fannin Show to know that this date was reserved for an all-candidates debate. I had permission from the station to get them all in here and take each other apart. I was going to give them two hours. Morocco's office, typical, doesn't even respond. Thank you very little. Maeve's office called on Friday to say we're too busy or we have other plans. That's fine. Clark Bitter immediately responded by saying I'm in, so he's in. And strangely enough, the media whore that is Gates, Wayne Gates, didn't respond either to my personal text messages or an email to Payne or whoever is running his campaign of Payne. 905-688-2582. We're talking everything debate materials as it went down at the 610 CKTV debate on Wednesday night, and you can catch that on the website. Andy P., I always appreciate your input. What's your take? 
Hey, Jim, thanks. Uh, Jim, just a quick segue, because you deserve uh, a great deal of credit. You did bring uh, a gentleman named Rick LeMay on twice, at le- I think, uh, to help promote the uh, fundraiser for Alicia. I met you at the fundraiser, uh, and uh, hats off to you, Jim, because I know you got a big heart for these things. And I understand that uh, between the ticket sales and the sponsorship, great sponsorship. I mean, you saw it, Jim. There were, what, like 100 prizes up there. Yeah. I, I believe they raised close to thirty to $40,000. And, and wow. you know, we, uh, we took a you, – you saw we did interviews through the whole uh, fundraising event. And my friend Gabby Aladdy from Aladdy Photography, yeah, that's a plug. But he has spent hours, literally, Jim – editing this CD, and he's going to send a CD down to Alicia of all the friends, of all the love in that room, uh, supporting her, because she's going through hell down there in Florida trying to combat this disease. So I want to thank you, Jim, personally for bringing uh, her her cause and her uh, dad on your radio station. Well, you're welcome, Andy, and not to be on your jock, because you know I don't always agree with uh, everything uh, that your take is, but uh, you did a nice job, number one, bringing it to my attention, number two... Whoever's call it was to have beer available at that fundraiser when I showed up and really wanted a beer. I had a couple there and then got out quick, had a nice meal, and donated my minimum, I don't know, 50 bucks. I think it was $25 for a package. And uh, whoever the lady was sitting beside me when I was filling my face with uh, whoever provided the food there... um, I gave my tickets away. I said, you know what? I, I don't know what to do with these. And, yeah. and she said, really? I said, yeah, yeah. So they took all my tickets. They put them into one draw, I think. <laughs> I didn't get a call later to say, hey, we won, and here's your prize. But that's what that's not what it was about. So I do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to go around and get these sponsors and prizes and stuff like that and for bringing it to my attention in the first place. So good on you. And I'm glad to hear that it was successful. Hey, Jim, um, i got to ask you a question. Tomorrow night, Clark, there's a debate. Please tell me. Please pray God tell me you are at that debate. Yes, I am. Uh, this oh, is the, the Chamber of Commerce debate at the Gale Center at 630. Yeah. I have been included in every single debate so far ex- um, except for the 610 one. Right. And ironically, I was not invited to the health care debate that was canceled as well. Well, oh. I want, uh, Clark, I want to tell you something. And, Jim, I mean this. Uh, Clark is a legitimate candidate uh, with a legitimate party representing a legitimate cause. And, I, and, and I, I'm not going to – I'm going to be fully transparent. Clark knows this. I'm uh, obviously uh, uh, very fond of uh, Bart Mays, and I think Bart is a, a, a very uh, – I, I think not only – you know, he's with the Conservative Party, but he's a decent guy. I see him at regional council. The guy is logical. He debates well. He reasons well. But, Clark, i got to say this. If there is an alternative vote, Jim, Jim, in that room uh, in the in the polling station on Thursdays, people should be consider strongly giving their alternative vote to Clark Fitter. Clark represents well, a legitimate you, party with a legitimate cause, and you know what? He really he really means what he says, and he says what he means. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a supporter of, of Bart Mays. I'm a supporter of things Bart's standing for, because Bart, like Clark, I think speaks from the heart. You're right, Jim. The the, the, the Liberal Party, well, come on. That, that announcement with the Fort Erie racetrack, they, they bought two ridings with the billion-dollar gas plant deal. Mm. It's no problem. What did, this, what did this cost them for the summer, Clark, to, to keep the track open? Um, I don't have the figure in front of me, Andy, um, un- unfortunately. Nothing close to a billion dollars, that's nothing, for sure. Nothing close to a billion dollars to try to make us forget about well, the gas plant. I, you know what? I, I hope you guys on Monday night, 
I'll call out Wayne Gates and the suck and blow on this hospital deal. Uh, Clark, I know you're a, a strong proponent of local uh, presence with hospitals. I know Bart's been a big promoter. He worked with the, uh, with the racetrack side, the casino side, and the hospital side. But I thought it was shameful. And, and Jim, you weren't there, but on the CKTV debate, Clark was there. He, wasn't, he, he couldn't sit at the panel, but at least he was there. When Wayne Gates would not respond directly to the question, your party, Wayne, wants also to put a hospital well in. Where do you want the hospital? You guys need to call Wayne Gates out because, you know what, Clark, where you differentiate yourself, whether people agree with you or don't, you will stand up for what you believe in. What I saw from Wayne Gates was nothing more than porridge thrown against the wall. I will stand up and believe in anything as long as you vote for me. And that is completely disingenuous. And, Clark, I believe you have a right to be at that table. I believe you have a right to be heard. And um, and I told you that night, and you heard me. You Jim, I believe, yep. Jim, I believe the Greens have one of the soundest economic platforms aside. I don't agree, I agree with, with that. I don't agree with their social platform. I, I happen to be a pro-life guy. But that aside, that's a, a debate for the federal side. Clark's, the Green Party's economic platform is probably one of the strongest in Ontario, bar none. And I hope the people of Niagara Falls don't dismiss Clark Bitter and the Green Party and give this guy a chance. Because until we start, until we start supporting the independent voice, Jim, we are not going to get anything other than the status quo. Andy, with uh, with uh, not the intention of converting you to a Green Party uh, guy, but I would uh, suggest that you get up to speed a little bit more socially because I don't think they're as left-wing as you think they are. Number two, uh, actually with your uh, supporting uh, right to life, the Green Party probably is closer than your Conservative Party of Canada and Ontario with supporting that right to life, you know, just valuing all right, but still, right. Uh, you know, having the choice, it's a woman's choice, it's her body. Jim, Jim I, I do want to answer this. I want to ask Clark this very specific question, though, because I know they're a grassroots party, Clark, and I know you believe strong in local representation, but I want to yes. tell you something. We are paralyzed by over-politicians here. We've got 120 tall politicians in Niagara. We have all these part-time councillors at municipalities. We have very weak representation, not in numbers, but in the quality of the politicians. We're mostly attracting retirees and a lot of government people. How do you propose, if you want to keep local representation, that we make it stronger? Because, quite frankly, we've got a lot of coconuts sitting around councils. We have Fort Erie split in half. We have Wellens split in half. St. Catharines is a completely socialist council. They vote for anything and everything to do with spending. How do we maintain local representation but actually attract high-quality people with maybe even once in a while, hello, a business mentality? Mm. More business leaders around the council table is not a bad thing for my take. No, I'm I'm, Jim, I'm, I'm going to sign with that. off, but thanks for your great show, man. Yeah, no Clark, problem. Clark, all the best on Thursday and all the best tomorrow night. I'm going to be out. I'm going to be there. And, and hey, do we get to ask questions tomorrow? Is it another controlled uh, dictatorship debate tomorrow night? I <laughs> believe you can submit questions. Um, to be honest, I haven't looked. I kind of go into these things um, with my eyes wide open, but I don't do a lot of preparing for them. As as you say, my platform comes from the heart. Um, I have yet to do a debate with notes up, notes in front of me. Um, all my can my uh, competitors have had stacks of binders and stacks of notes handed to them by their party leaders, and I go up there and um, like on the hospital. You mentioned the hospital. I spoke to Mike Schreiner and um, about it, and 
his response to me originally was, well, you're the guy with your feet on the ground in Niagara. What's your take on it? Um, I gave him my take, and, and uh, I went with it. And it's basically that we put the hospital where Kevin Smith planned it, um, but it be done open and accountable. The Liberals threw out a number $26.2 million, but what's it being spent on? They must know. They must have a budget. They came up with $26 million. Show me where it's going. And Andy, I know you're listening. Back the hell up off 610 CKTB. They did a great job. Tommy did a great job. A they got exactly debate. what they asked for. A little interaction, a little to and fro. So get off 610. They did a good job. Stop the dictatorship BS. It's and garbage. I, I, missed, I didn't get a chance to answer his question. but uh, no, We'll bring you back. i got an author coming up. We're talking to the author hmm. of Market Gardener, Jean-Martin Fortier. He's going to talk about how to feed 200 families on an acre and a half of land. The author of Market Gardener, up next with me live here on 610 CKTV. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. I'm joined on the phone today by the author of the Market Gardener. Jean-Martin Fortier is with me on the phone. Jean-Martin, I really appreciate your time. You, uh, New Society Publishers sent me a book here to the station. That's the second time I've got put in touch with your publisher there, so good on you. And thanks for taking the time to come into the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, now tell me, am I reading this right? You're feeding 200 people on an acre and a half of land that's a garden? Yeah, it's uh, it's about the size of a soccer field, so it's not very big. But man, it, when you start <clears throat> jamming all these vegetables and spacing them up really close, you can get a lot of production on a small acreage. Now, I was doing a crossover on Friday with uh, Tom McConnell here, who's Monday to Friday, nine to five, and he said, "Come on, he's completely sustaining two hundred families on one and a half acres of land, or just supplementing them." Well, no, we're, we're we're providing them like about thirty to forty dollars worth of vegetables weekly. Okay. Sure, we're not doing it year round because right. you know we're in Norton climate in Quebec, but still, for twenty five weeks of the season, we're we're their family farmer. And uh, what's great about it is that that's that's been sustaining sustaining a big enough income for me and my wife to make a living at it. Wow. Now tell me a little bit about the whole idea that local food is better food for you. Well, you know, it's pretty simple. People go to the farmer's market, they try our stuff, they taste the quality, they taste the real freshness, and they really appreciate the fact that it's locally grown. And, you know, and then they just don't want to go back. They go to the supermarket afterward and the superstore, and it's just, 
it's just not the same. Well, I think people in Niagara will know that quite well because of the peaches that we have here, our strawberries and anything local, our grapes. And then you go to California in the winter, you go to your local uh, grocery store, which has got major deals with food providers, you know, that are 5,000 miles away. And you put a strawberry in your mouth from California and it tastes like paper. Yeah, and it's not it's not just about price. You know, sometimes these grapes are less expensive, but man, you know, I think more and more people are understanding the importance of of being sustainable and where their money is going. It, it, when you're putting money in your community, it's coming back. You know, when you're putting it to agribusiness, it's going to California, it's going to these multinationals, and why would you want to do that? Now, I'm re- reading here in your presser that New, New Society Publishers put out that uh, you're obviously small-scale and relying, uh, relying on hand tools and light power tools. Tell me about the tools that you're using to get the, the crops out of the field. Yeah, that's the great part of, uh, about the market gardener, and, and it's all laid out in the book. It's that we, you know, we've been growing vegetables like this for more than 10 years, and we have no tractor. And uh, these are all specialized uh, swiveling hoes or the broad fork, or, you know, I, I could tell you names, but people wouldn't know them because right. these are tools that are mostly, you know, we've got them from Europe or different parts of the state, and they're just like simple but specialized tools that can really make a big difference in, in terms of, of efficiency in the garden. And and the name of my book is The Market Gardening uh, because what that's what we're doing. You know, we have a garden. But we're growing professionally, and we're you know we're growing for market, so it needs to be efficient. It needs to be productive. So yeah, these tools. Uh, if people want to look at them, they can go on the site, themarketgardener.com, and they'll see all these tools that you can't find on your local hardware store. But when you get serious about growing uh, vegetables, these are the kind of tools that you need. Now you're described also as a leading practitioner of biologically intensive cropping cropping systems. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, you know, uh, that, what's uh, pretty special about uh, our farm, uh, like Renunet in Quebec, is that, you know, like I was telling you, we have no tractor, and uh, the reason why is because when you have tractor in, in a vegetable production system, the tractor mechan- becomes like the the thing that kind of defines the spacing between each crop. Okay. And it, tractors, they take a lot of space. So when you leave it out, you can try and, and work your bed spacing so that the crops are as close as possible as they can be. And by doing so, they create like a living mulch. So you're growing crops super close to one another. And, and the leaf of the crop, they, they create like this canopy that shades out weed. Okay. That allows, you know, to have a lot of uh, production per square per square foot. And all of this makes you more efficient in all aspects of, of production of productive uh, market gardening. So it's not that easy to describe on the phone like this, but yeah, I think we get the idea that the the wheelbase of a tractor would dictate the spacing of the rows. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a big advocate of uh, industrial hemp as well. And the great thing about industrial hemp is that you can you can plant it so close together that not only do they compete for light and grow taller faster, but they also shade out all the weeds yeah. around it. And this makes so much sense because, you know, weeding on, a, on an acre and a half with hand tools could be quite a job. But the fact that the crop that you're growing kind of shades it out, makes a lot of sense. Plus, I, you know, I could go in details about how the biology in the soil, like the earthworms and all the fungi, 
and all of these guys, they like to have, you know, uh, covered ground, like in the forest, you know? No, That's uh, where they thrive. So this idea of having bare soil with large rows and just, it's just not the way I think is optimal. And, and what we're doing on farm with, with this intensive system is, is trying to space the crops as close as we can and having amazing soil structure. You know, we put, you know, 80 tons of compost per acre to make sure that there's enough nitrogen and there, we're, we're building soil also with these amendments. So it's, it's just these things, they all intertwine uh, one another, and it just, at the end, we're just creating a really sustainable and profitable, productive micro farm. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what the book is about. The book is The Market Gardener. The author, Jean Martin Fortier, is with me on the phone. Jean Martin, are you growing completely organic in this, in this uh, farm yeah, yours? This, yeah, we, I, I, I wouldn't even know how to not grow organic because. You know, I, I, my wife and I, we've been farming for a long time, but we, we studied ecology at university, and then when we started to, you know, farm as a career, we, for sure we were going organic. And, uh, yeah, everything's organic. We use compost. We use good compost. And I think sh- people should understand more how important compost is and not just, you know, manure or, horse, you know, horse manure that's been lying around, but real good compost that was rightfully made. And, um, yeah, we use a lot of nets to, to, against bugs. We have all sorts of tricks, you know, tricks of the trade that, that people, when they're not uh, professional gardeners, when they'll read the book, they'll learn a lot of things that how, you know, people that are serious and making a living at it, all these tricks, are they're all in the book. Now, what's your output from one and a half uh, acres there, Jean-Vantin? Uh, what do you mean by output? Uh, what uh, what kind of tonnage are you taking off there in a season? Well, that's funny because we've never really calculated the uh, the volume of okay. production. We we uh, we calculated by uh, net sales. Okay. And the sales of the, on the farm have been you know more than a hundred thousand dollars worth of vegetable grown on the farm since the last ten years. Last year it was a hundred and forty thousand dollars worth of vegetable grown on an acre and a half. John Martin, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in. I'll get you another time when we can go a little bit further in depth on this subject, but uh, good read. I love the book, and uh, thanks for uh, yeah, getting it out to me. thank you so much. And if people want to uh, know more about uh, the tools, they can visit themarketgardener.com, and there's a preview of the book. They can check it out online. Awesome. That was Jean Martin Fortier. He is the author of The Market Gardener, themarketgardener.com. Check this out. Buy the book. It's a good read, practical read. Figure out how good food equals good health when you grow it right in your backyard. Coming up next, we're going to hit on closing the jack. Do we need these two extra ice surfaces that studies told us? And the conditions of opening the Meridian Center were conditional upon us closing these two pads. So what's everyone bent out of shape about? All that and more up next, right here on 610 CKTB. And pretty soon you will find a beat, find a beat, and do what happens naturally. The 
on News of the Day. Minimum wage will rise to $11 an hour. A man is dead, two others in hospital after a crash on the QEW in the falls last night. The sewage backs up and uh, starts to go into people's homes. Every day. The aim is to develop new tools to make sure mental illness is properly diagnosed. The numbers are staggering. One in five Canadians will experience some sort of mental illness in their lifetime. News Talk 610 CKTV. The Michelin Defender Tire, the best Michelin passenger car and minivan tire ever. Backed by a 145,000 kilometer limited warranty, combining safety, long tread wear, and fuel efficiency. So you can have the Michelin quality you want without sacrifice. See Michelin's limited warranty book for details. Available at Niagara Battery and Tire in Welland, St. Catharines, and Niagara Falls. Niagara Battery and Tire wishes our Canadian athletes the very best as they go for gold this month in Sochi. It's a matter of trust. Are you thinking of a custom-built home? What rooms go where? How long will it take? What about maintenance and utilities? I'm Dan Durstein of John Bolt Builders. You'll have peace of mind with our 15-year quality price and completion guarantee. You are protected from structural defects and price changes. Read all about it, plus our money-back, on-time, every-time guarantee. Go to johnboltbuilders.com. That's Bolt, B-O-L-D-T. Purchasing new flooring for your home shouldn't be overwhelming. Discover the service, selection, and value of McNamara and Reynolds, your Niagara flooring experts. Our experienced flooring team will guide you through the latest solutions and styles in our extensive showroom collection of carpets, hardwoods, laminates, and the latest environmentally friendly options. Once you've narrowed down your choices, McNamara and Reynolds free, no obligation quotes are sure to please. Visit the McNamara and Reynolds showroom today at 28 Nehan Drive in St. Catharines. McNamara and Reynolds, your Niagara flooring experts. Some big stores try to pretend to have hometown service, but that just doesn't work. Hi, this is Rin from Rin's Furniture and Mattresses. We're a hometown store with big appeal because we're a Sears hometown store. That means if it's available at Sears, it's available at Rin's. And always with small town customer service and the absolute lowest prices. Shop right at home for someone you know. Rin's Furniture and Mattresses. Open Monday to Saturday at 4548 Ontario Street in Beamsville. Just how cold does it get in Canada? John from Sudbury tweets, It's so cold, the potholes have filled in with icebergs. Horrific. That's why the Volkswagen Winter Relief Program will cover your first payment on the 2014 Tiguan Compact SUV. Now from just $288 a month for a 48-month lease. Tweet your plight to hashtag VWWinterRelief and you could be featured in our ads. 946 down, 1.9% APR. Visit VW.ca or your Volkswagen dealer for details. St. Catharines Volkswagen, 125 Hartzell Road. Now how I know Kelsey's chicken pesto pettuccine tastes better? Now how? Two words, pest. Oh no, she didn't. Now how I know the Thai shrimp curry ball tastes better? No how? It's got sautéed shrimp nestled on a bed of Shanghai noodles. You could spend all weekend in that bed. <laughs> nestled? You know how chicken pesto pettuccine tastes better? How? Pesto cream sauce. That's Italian for delicious. True. Now how the Thai shrimp curry ball tastes better? How? It's so authentic it wouldn't be caught dead in skinny jeans. Are these too tight? Kelsey's new Don't Worry Eat Happy menu. Whatever you pick, your stomach wins. Kelsey's happiness always. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010.
some got hopes and dreams. We got ways and means. The supreme dream team always up with the schemes. From hubcap to selling raps, name your theme. Mirage to the top. Ghetto superstar, nicely done. Jonesy running the board today, and with Clark Bitter still in the booth. My thanks to Jean Martin Fautier. That was a cool little interview with a market gardening specialist that's feeding 200 people. What did he say? That was interesting. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it, when we went and visited Consulman Winery, um, when he talked about the soil, yep. um, they've done a lot to remediate the soil and, and bring it back, and it's it's shown in the product over the mm-hmm. last seven years. It just keeps getting better every year, and, um, you know, strong soil makes a strong plant, and they've weathered this weather mm-hmm. very well compared to the other wineries. Because of their soil. 905-688-2582. We're open phones, so we always encourage you to call. Good interviews. Sometimes make you just sit back and listen, so that I get that. But if you have any takes, one eight seven seven six ten ckTB Pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network is a free call. And I promise I'm going to open my text message here and get to your text. I've been neglecting it doing interviews here. So Clark Bitter is a Green Party candidate for Niagara Falls. <laughs> One thing we didn't get to touch on was the Marineland question. All three candidates up there said, oh, yeah, Marineland, they're good for business, good for business. I, guess, I don't know if Holder's uh, got there in his pocket I, or I, I vice versa. I don't speculate but. on that. <laughs> but, um, you know, Marineland is an interesting issue because it does um, have a lot of jobs in it. For Niagara Falls, and that's one thing that is kind of at a commodity is jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they're kind of it just being blind to what's going on there in order to keep those jobs. Um, I am not for the captivity of large marine mammals, and um, I think that we need to close the loophole that allows them to import new animals. And once that loophole is closed, I don't. I'm definitely not an advocate for them releasing what they have to the wild and being told they can't keep them so that they just get sent to another place. But I think they should be told from here on in, what you have is what you have, and work together with the province and the city to rewrite a business plan for them that creates even more jobs. I mean, the movie Blackfish really opened a lot of eyes, and and we've seen the results of what's happened at SeaWorld as far as all the bands that they had scheduled for this coming season have canceled and they won't play there. And there's a real stigma attached to this. But we don't want to cost those jobs. And, you know, attendance at Marineland, I I can't imagine it's going to be going up because of Blackfish and because of the awareness of what's been going on and the complaints in in the Toronto Star. And um, just throwing some money at the OSPCA was not a, a good solution. We need to get it inspected by the ministry. We need to have provincial standards that are, are not pay a membership, and then we will come and inspect your place, and as long as your check doesn't bounce, we'll give you the certification. That seems to be the organization, um, Zoos or Zoo Dots, I, I can't remember what they're called, but they're the ones that regulate it. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be an independent organization. It should be government regulated. And I think that's the, what the animal rights activists are looking for as a candidate to say, no, we're taking this out of the hands of... Well, I don't think it's just animal rights activists anymore that are, are have their eyes on it. I think it's a, it's everybody. This is in the well, backyard. Well, you're right, for sure. I mean, uh, even Tom McConnell is a perfect example. I mean, I worked for Marineland, and I started there when I was 12 yeah. years old and worked till I was 16 
back before I knew better. And I actually had a relationship with a young killer whale that I went in every morning, hung over that railing in the yeah. aquarium, and she rolled over on her belly, and I scratched it until I had to go to work. And that was pretty cool. And, you know, there is an argument. You're not going to be able to see these in the wild, not in that butt. You know what? Well, keeping them in concrete pens and, and you know, we're talking about you're dolphins. Not, you take them away the from their thing, pod. Yeah. They go through a massive withdrawal and sorrow of they, losing their mate or children. Or, well, they're a pack animal. They, yep. they, they, they care for their young for life. Mm. They stay with them for life. Unless, you know, the young rebels and heads out and creates their own pod, just like we do. Right. Um, they're intelligent beings, and, and they recreate, they require a tremendous amount of space. Um, I've seen them in the wild. I, mm. I used to live in British Columbia, and um, they're gorgeous, majestic animals, and they really shouldn't be kept in, in places like this. In and, a swimming pool. And we're not just talking about... They can hardly turn yeah, around. And, and there are Free, obviously some They feed them frozen, frozen fish. Now, that's good for their health, I'm sure. It's, it's not the same as being in the wild, and um, I think with some forward thinking and bringing some arts and culture down there, um, they've got a lot of wide open space, and I know that they had thought about bringing music and stuff into the facility and maybe expanding the amusement park aspects of it. Um, there's a lot of potential down there for Marine Land. If, they, mm. it, if um, I, I don't know if it's going to happen while John Haller still has it, mm-hmm. um, but it's got to move forward. And I think by, by saying no more new animals, no more new large marine animals, I think the province can sort of force the hand of it happening and it doesn't, it won't happen overnight. Um, I think city council leasing those lands to put up a fence was was not a good idea. Um, I know uh, at least one of my opponents voted for that for those fences, and um, you know a sidewalk would have done a lot better there. There are people that actually walk to Chippewa and they have to walk on the road now because they built a fence. Um, perhaps bringing the buses, you know, the WeGo into Chippewa through there it stops at Marineland and turns around another 500 yards brings them into Chippewa and into one of the most historic parks in all of Canada with the Battle of Chippewa um, so that's Marineland um, the other things I wanted to touch on were um, very quickly the GO bus or the GO train um, Green Party has been an advocate of the GO train for a very long time Right, the rails. Where, now the question was specifically from Tom McConnell do you support the GO train to Niagara Falls? Now, yes. we've seen all the mayors come together and support yes. this idea of the GO train coming to Niagara Falls. Um, then the Chamber of Commerce came out and said, yeah, let's get it to West Niagara first. Then we'll bring it to St. Catharines. And then by 2015 There's or 2016, a- we'll get it to Niagara Falls, which I, I get the argument. Talk to Steve Cook about this after I ripped him, saying you're pissing and moaning about Maves and Gates over on my wall when you're, your group, the Chamber of Commerce, is l- l- uh, releasing another dud. He's like, what are you talking about? Is and he explained his position. Crossing the canal? No, no. He explained his position. This is how government actually practically hands out these things or, or doles them out. Yep, they do it. And he yeah. says, do you really think that they're going to give you $400 million for a hospital and then another three quarters of a billion dollars to bring the GO train to Niagara Falls? No, it comes in but chunks. But it's not three quarters of a billion dollars. And this is something that's... Well, that was with a tunnel and a bridge going but over But we the don't need that. 
No, I get that. And I think since then they've kind of realigned their position because a traditional bridge over... Right up until this election, it's been said that we needed to to get by the authority of the canal. The canal has authority over passage over rail. Mm -hmm. That law dates back to the 1800s when the ships going through had sails. And it's a lot harder to stop a ship with sails than it is what they have today. Right. We're talking seconds. And so there is nothing that really needs to be done. Maybe some track improvement. Um, But that train could run next week and the track improvements could be done as it happens you know it doesn't have to to be done first and then the train got it clark bitter has been my guest for most of the show today 905-688-2582 i promise i'll get to your text messages next we're going to touch on closing the jack and then a tribute to bob mackey that we lost this weekend shocking news bob mackey just a great personality a passionate advocate for property rights and all that more after this on 610 CKTV. for you the opportunity to own the 2013 Elantra L for an unbelievable price. Own it for the all-in price of $12,995 that is also backed by our five-year comprehensive warranty. That's the Hyundai Advantage. The Hyundai Advantage event, on now. Visit HyundaiCanada.com or your local Hyundai dealer for details. Dealer may sell for less. I'm worried about my job, my kid's future. I was thinking about the NDP. They say they get results, but then I got the facts. The NDP don't have a plan. Their ideas are unrealistic. I couldn't believe they voted to close the Fort Erie racetrack. The last thing we need is more job losses. They called the new hospital preposterous, and they keep backing the Liberals to raise taxes. Who do they think is paying for all of this? It's getting as bad as the Ray days. If you're thinking NDP, think again. Authorized by the CFO for the Ontario PC Party. Good afternoon, I'm Bonnie Heslop, checking CKTV Time Saver Traffic. Those problems on the QEW on-ramp by Casablanca in Grimsby, now clear, but we have new problems in Niagara Falls at Rolling Acres Drive. That's a multi-vehicle collision that emergency crews are now responding to. The border bridges, so far we have minimal to no delays this hour. And the weather forecast, periods of light snow, will get about two centimeters with a high of minus Six periods of light snow ending this evening, then mainly cloudy, low of minus 11. And tomorrow, mainly cloudy chance of flurries in the morning and early in the afternoon, clearing up in the evening, high of minus 7. Right now, it's minus 8. I'm Bonnie Heslop on News Talk 610 CKTV. Hey guys, it's Dr. Sam Robbins again. If you're over 30, you've got to admit that things are starting to fall apart. Your belly's getting fatter, you've got less energy, and worst of all, you're losing your sex drive and you're not the man you used to be. Now, science discovered a long time ago that the cause of all this is low testosterone. And that's why back in 1999, I created Alpha Viral, which is an all-natural, clinically proven supplement. It's doctor-endorsed and has a 14-year proven track record. In fact, it's the only product that can help dramatically increase your testosterone by 87% in only 30 days. In fact, Alpha Viral is so effective that when you call now, 
You can get a free bottle, and I'll also give you my best-selling $40 book, The Testosterone Fix Formula, absolutely free, no charge, no obligation. Call right now and get it all for free. Call right now to find out how to get your free bottle. Call 800-617-8145. 800-617-8145. Free bottles are for a limited time only, so call now. 800-617-8145. That's 1-800-617-8145. My favorite Zappy's pizza memory? Taking the family for a fun night out at Zappy's. Back then, we could all feast for less than $10. Zappy's Pizza continues the tradition of old-fashioned family fun at a low price. All this month, enjoy any large one-topping pizza for just $7.99. That's right, only $7.99 for a large one-topping Zappy's Pizza. Monday to Wednesday, dine-in only. Zappy's Pizza since 1971 at 6663 Stanley Avenue at Dunn in Niagara Falls. Nothing says, I love you, like a perfectly chilled toast or a perfectly chopped onion. Treat your love to a fabulous Valentine's dinner at home with a little help from Callas Home Hardware. Curadori kitchen products from Callas make it easy to prepare and serve the perfect meal. Chef's knives, utensils, wine chill sticks, and professional-grade cookware sets, Curadori is the main ingredient of your romantic night in. Callas Home Hardware on 4th Avenue, St. Catharines. Make it your first stop. Do you have heel or foot pain? Have you been diagnosed with plantar fasciitis? If so, you need to know about Shockwave Niagara. Hi, I'm Dr. Tom Gadsby from the Maximum Recovery Center in Beamsville. And I'm Dr. David Leprich from Welland Avenue Chiropractic in St. Catharines. Radial shockwave therapy is one of the most effective treatments for chronic plantar fasciitis. At Shockwave Niagara, we can help alleviate your plantar fasciitis, often in just three to six sessions. Give us a call. Find our phone numbers at shockwaveniagara.ca. This is Peter from Lincoln Interiors, where we support the three R's of a happy planet. Reuse, recycle, and reupholster. Change the style and fabric of your outdated sofa or chair with Lincoln Interiors. We have countless fabrics to choose from, and of course, our service always includes the expertise of our talented decorators. Reuse, recycle, reupholster, and save 20% at Lincoln Interiors on Niagara Stone Road in Virgil. Hi, Gord Singleton here from Niagara Battery and Tire. This month, athletes from across our great land will travel to Russia to go for the gold. As a two-time Olympian, I know the incredible dedication and commitment it takes to represent Canada on the world stage. Niagara Battery and Tire would like to congratulate all the competing athletes, their families and coaches, and wish you all the very best. We have no doubt that you'll make Canada proud. Visit Niagara Battery and Tire in Welland, St. Catharines, and Niagara Falls. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. Every Sunday we're here live noon to 2. Catch us online or on your AM radio. You have your digits if you want to get in. Rob Ferguson, thanks for taking the call on short notice. Rob, just for the listeners out there, describe who you are. Um, my name is Rob Ferguson. I'm the Libertarian uh, candidate here in Brant, but I'm also the regional coordinator for Southeastern Ontario for the Libertarian Party of Ontario. Now, I would have expected that Bob would have been a green candidate. Tell me why you chose to be a libertarian. Um, you know, 
Bob, uh, over the last several months, I, I spoke to him. Um, uh, as I spoke to him, I realized more and more he uh, he fell within our policies and principles. Uh, Landowners Association um, and and his personal business, his small business. Um, he, you know, the one thing that Bob always said was it was never a personal thing. It was a, it was about his riding and his passion for the riding, and uh, you know his need and will to uh, to want to bring change. Um, and that just attracted me even more to the guy. He was a great voice for property rights and for, I guess, libertarian rights as well, even before he was affiliated with your party. What are you going to do in the riding now, Rob? Um, ourselves here specifically, um, you know, uh, it's it, right now we, we want to mourn, of course, as a party uh, for supporters and, and members. Um, but we do expect, you know, a, a general election uh, in the near future. So uh, obviously I do have a couple ideas to, uh, for a new, another candidate for Niagara West. Uh, I'll just have to, to wait in the interim to, to, to follow through with one of them. Got it. Rob Ferguson is my guest. Tell me a little bit more about your policy book, your platform, and some of the planks that might be interesting to our listeners of the Libertarian Party. Well, you know, the, the biggest thing I, I the biggest thing is a lot of people are not aware. And, uh, you know, I ran in 2011 here in Branton, and uh, the, the biggest question I got there was, what is a Libertarian? Uh, but now we're seeing this growth right across the province. Uh, people uh, affiliated and non-affiliated are kind of kind of tired some of of the big three. Um, the biggest issue here, I think, is is self responsibility uh, as a whole. You know, to, to uh, we're not even talking about property rights. We're talking as a, as a group. Uh, you know, from from the healthcare perspective. Uh, um, you know. People get scared about the private health care. It's, it's, it's not necessarily we're limiting health care. It's a different way of paying for it. Um, and I, I think that's a little bit of confusion that, that a lot of people have. But it's starting to come around where people are starting to open up to that. Um, I know the biggest issue I'm seeing throughout the province is, is the uh, social assistance reform. Um, people, uh, I know that the big three are, are all in support, basically, of, of this. I've read this port, uh, report you know, from front to back, and, and uh, there's uh, many gray areas in there that are nonspecific, and uh, that doesn't surprise me coming out of the big three either. So, 905-688-2582, Rob Ferguson is my guest on the phone. Rob, I really appreciate your time uh, for coming in on short notice. I know Bonnie Heslop's been in touch with you as well. We'll get some news clips out for that as well. Just uh, on your way out, a couple words about uh, Bob Mackey. Um, Bob, I, I think, was an asset to both uh, the Landowners Association and the Libertarian Party. Uh, you know, he was an inspiration to, to new candidates and new membership, and uh, he will be sorely missed. Thank you very much, Rob. I really appreciate your time today. We're talking about Bob Mackey, the passing of the great Bob Mackey. He was the owner uh, of Mackey's Mountain Archery Range, a uh, guy that reached out to me. Uh, well, first off, as a realtor, I really, uh, really respected that from the standpoint that we'd never met. Uh, you'd only heard me as a caller on Tom McConnell's show here Monday to Friday, 9 to 12. And what a, just a real, genuine human being. I We didn't agree on on everything, but we really came together on the property rights issue, and he really taught me a lot about these land patent grants how you could apply for a land patent grant on your property 
and hold it up to the MNR or the city or the province or the feds when they tried to come on your property. They couldn't come on your property unless they had a search warrant to inspect your property for assessment growth, to reassess your property, to tell you that you couldn't do what you wanted. In fact, what Bob Mackey stood for is being able to do whatever you wanted on your land as long as it didn't hinder your neighbor. I think that's a great idea that these these land patent grants were contracts with the original land loaners from the crown and that no one could tell you what to do with your property, not zoning bylaws, not the province, not the feds. No one could tell you what use that you had on your property. Now, Bob had a fight with the NEC and the governing bodies that control land use on the escarpment and they've been trying to shut his operation down for over 10 years, even though the property that he operated as an archery range used to be a commercial woodlot. And by commercial woodlot, I mean they cut down trees and sold wood is the way I understand it. So Bob Bob Mackey had a, a great following, just a real guy that really had uh, a, a way of articulating a point and educating people to... Your property rights. And so I got a lot of time for a guy like that that shines a light on the status quo. You know, most people would have just rolled over and gave up. Bob stood his ground. In fact, I'm sure the estate will continue to to stand his ground. His uh, partner, Yvette Rath, um, I understand, you know, just such a difficult time for the, for the uh, family right now. Spoke to Yvette earlier on the phone understandably completely shaken uh bob's service arrangements are up on my facebook wall i don't have them handy right now but if you're looking for detail on bob Mackey's service arrangements you can also go to 610cktb.com and you'll see those arrangements there as well so bob Mackey, huge loss in the community uh my heart and prayers go out to the family man you know what Sometimes you you hear of a death, and I'm reading about it way too much on Facebook these days, finding out that my buddies have died. It's a horrible way to find out that people have passed on. But, uh, Bob, big loss. We love you, and my hearts and prayers go out to the family. You're, uh, uh, you're a great ac- asset to the community, and you'll be missed by many. So only deserves a little tribute here on the Jim Fannin Show to a man that was a very good friend of the station. Coming in on Tommy's show, I don't know what the condition was his son had, but jokingly referred to it as the poop transplant. There's actually a treatment out there <laughs> where they do a transplant of feces in the bowel to regulate uh, the flora or what have you. So always a good friend of the station. Bob, we love you. You'll be sorely missed. Up next, I'm going to touch a little bit more local issues here. Specifically, close the jack, man. It's a million-dollar liability on this community. We are not hurting for rink time. The kids don't practice at 6.30 in the morning like we used to anymore. They just want the primetime stuff. So I say close this stuff. we got enough surfaces in St. Catharines. We'll take your calls on that and more. But right after this in our final segment on 610 CKTB.
The thought of winter driving makes me shiver. But you want to be ready, so stop into Jiffy Lube now for the superior protection of Quaker State Synthetic Blend Winter Oil. And Jiffy Lube has a host of free winter-ready inspections, like your coolant strength, washer fluid check, battery test, and complete lighting inspection to help ease your mind. Winter oil? Check. Free winter-ready inspections? Check. One stop in and out with no appointment? Big check. Leave worry behind. Get ready for winter driving with Jiffy Lube. Visit Jiffy Lube at Thorlstone Road, Niagara Falls, Niagara Street, Welland, and Hartsville Road, St. Catharines. Well, well, well. All of Niagara agreeing on something. It's time to celebrate and time to get excited. Hello, Niagara. It's Alex DeGenis from Henley Honda, and I'd like to say thank you to all the mayors and city councils in Niagara for backing one single idea. Go train to Niagara. Go now, Niagara. Let's see what the power of 430,000 people all moving forward can do for our community. Speaking of something we can all agree on, the Honda Civic has been crowned the best-selling car in Canada for a record 16 years. It's built in Canada, and it's number one for so many reasons. I'll say it again, folks. Henley Honda has priced the Civic lower than the budget brands. You can get a 2014 Civic for $88 plus tax bi-weekly with no money down and freight and PDI included. Henley Honda is stopping the insanity. Don't finance your car for 96 months. We have real plans that make Honda cars affordable without hurting you four or five years from now. Henley Honda, we sell quality at prices you can afford. Need some sweet relief from winter's chill? Come into Raymakers. Hi, this is Kathy from Raymakers Dutch Imports. Treat yourself to our selection of up to 95 varieties of cookies imported from Holland or cookies from our local bakery. And with more than 144 bins of candies to choose from, we're sure to satisfy your sweet tooth. See what's on sale this week at Raymakers Dutch Imports at 579 Ontario Street in St. Catharines. Remember, you don't have to be judged to shop at Raymakers. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at on the hurricane. Did you hear the dinner bell? Local band, if you get a chance to see my son, the hurricane, do it. What an awesome 13-piece brass section. 61010 is your text digits. And I'm sorry I've been neglecting your text. Andy Petrowski chimes in. He wants to get something clear. Jim? Didn't mean 610 CKTB as they were clear. Tom would MC. I'm cool with that. The dictatorship at the chamber debate that, in my opinion, favors questions to favor the incumbent liberal. And then he adds, dogs and cats are pack animals too, Clark, but we have no problem breathing them for our pleasure. (laughs) Nice job, Andy. And on a text message, hey, Jim, how is it that Joyce Morocco, Niagara Falls counselor, can announce she is in, quote, daily contact with Fort Erie Racetrack in Queen's Park, end quote. Brutal. What the hell is she doing for Niagara Falls then? I thought that was interesting as well. You know, Joyce Morocco is really, I think, in a desperate situation now, uh, getting Premier Wynn to drop election palms. Not that she has that power. I'm sure that's in Wynn's 
master plan to win the riding, and it'll fall short. Morocco is polling at 19%. Gates is leading. And if it all goes down the way I said it would go down before Gates even took the nomination, the NDP will win this riding. The Liberals are getting hammered. they got to be getting hammered at the door. You can't tell me that Joyce Morocco is knocking on doors and people are telling me, oh, yeah, you're good to go, I'm voting Liberal. In the wake of the gas plant scandal and everything else that's gone down, that, in my mind, is not happening. Not on the campaign. I don't know for sure, but I can't imagine that she's getting good responses at the door. Now, Maves was lost twice to a guy named Kim Crater who bailed on the community, bailed on his constituency, and quit on his party. And rightly so. His party sucks. And Maves has got to be punished for the unelectability of his leader, Tim Hudak, who has had many, many invitations to come on this show and face me face to... I'm not a Tom McConnell interview. And they keep dodging me. Oh, he'll come in, and we th- we're inches apart, and then, oh, no, he's taking a day off today. Mr. Hudak, you better not be old campaigning today. You better be taking a day with the family, because that's what your your posse told me. Now, Gates, who I got a little bit of a soft spot for, I love the way he presents himself. Yeah, he talks out of both sides of his face sometimes. But in all fairness, let me say this. Mr. Payne, actually, you're listening. I appreciate that. He's running Clark, 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 Bart, Wayne Gates. There we go. Clark Bitter's my associate producer today. Filling in my blanks for my brain deadness. So, rightly so, Mr. Payne called and said, uh, Jim, you didn't send me that email. I thought I did. I'll look back. It doesn't matter now. You called me. I called you back. You didn't return my call. So, yeah, I did send Gates a couple text messages, and he didn't respond to me. But he is a busy man. Mr. Payne also points out that Clark... There we go. Clark Bitter, that was excluded from the 610 CKTB debate. Also, Gates stood up in his opening address and said the first remark out of his mouth, and again, this speaks to credibility and integrity of a candidate, said he should be here. And that goes a long way with me. Now, it would have went a lot further if you had said, I'm not participating unless the Greens are here. But I guess Central Party pulls some of the plugs. You're not your own boss when you're running your own campaign. We know the NDP Central has a big grasp over what you do locally. So I get that you got to kind of conform to what the party thinks is best for you. But being the, quote, new, quote, unquote, Democratic Party, hello, Wayne, the play was, I'm not showing up if this isn't a Democratic debate, but I'm not your campaign manager. Just a part-time advisor. Got a little bit of a soft spot for Andrea Horvath also. Spent an hour with her here. She seems real. And of all the leaders, she has the most credibility in my mind. So uh, just to give credit where credit is due, Gates did stand up and take the Democratic position. Could have went further with it, Wayne. But if my prediction holds true, you will be the next MPP for Niagara Falls, and I think a damn good one. So get out there and vote green, even though I'm on the NDP's jock right now. Brian, how are you today? Not doing too bad, thank you. Good. What do you want to talk about? 
Uh, just my, I'm Brian Kebler from uh, Mackey's Mountain Archery. I just wanted oh, to. Oh, thank you, Brian. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, give a call in and just let you know uh, the recent events over at Mackey's. Uh, Bob Mackey, uh, longtime owner at Mackey's Archery, has uh, passed away yesterday mm. at the age of uh, 60 years old. Yeah, we did a little bit of a segment. We talked to the Libertarian Party as well. You're a personal friend and, and, uh, and uh, uh, well, you guys work together. So, yeah, business partner. Excellent. Tell me a little bit about Brian. Uh, sorry, you are Brian. Yep. Tell me a little bit about Bob. Uh, Bob was a man of the people. Grassroots, Certainly. down to earth. Um didn't like it when the the when people would the little guy was getting picked on. Mm. It's, it's kept things simple. He's a simple man, simple pleasures. Like didn't travel a lot. He liked to stay home. He take care of things at home, and home also meant the community. Part of the uh, archery business that was part of his life. He wanted to make sure that it was accessible to all people, uh, young, old, different, varying abilities. You know, we've had young children come here with. Uh, developmental uh, challenges. You played and, a big role with special needs kids. Exactly, and I think that's a, a big loss to the community. And uh, you know, he really enjoyed the uh, the conversations he's had with you over the years on on, on multiple issues. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it was very important that uh, people know that uh, Bob Mackey made a difference in the community, no matter what political side you came on or what was going on. He fought for what was right, and I think that was the most important thing that people should remember about uh, about Bob Mackey. Yeah, he certainly didn't lack a passion. Tell me about the plans moving forward for the archery reign. Anything going to change over there with the passing of Bob? Uh, right now, uh, it's, uh, people are still a little bit uh, shell shocked with what what's sure. happened, and uh, but we are. Uh, I'm currently running it right now. It's status quo until uh, we get things settled out. Uh, obviously, the community still wants it. The or, a lot of organizations, the high schools, uh, public interest, uh, public uh, and community groups still want archery. It's actually picking up like business today. I've, that's why I called. It was a bit later than I would call at one thirty, because it's actually really busy. Yeah. So, um, well, the other thing is, is your business has been hurt by all this press that the NAC shut you down. In the mean, uh, all the while, Bob's been shouting from the mountaintop, pardon the pun, but no, we're open, we're open. Everyone thought he was dead. Yeah, exactly. And what ended up happening was is that people rallied because it's it's a need that the community wants, just like they want soccer, like they want baseball. Archery is another, just another sport that people want to get involved in. It's actually one of the cheapest sports out there for for parents. Like you, uh, a typical kid that's going to start hockey, shelling out ten thousand dollars a yeah. year just to play. Meanwhile, three hundred bucks and a couple of lessons here, you're you're good to go. Uh, it, it that's what Bob is touting and. It makes it keeps kids off the street too. You know, you're you're also learning about the community. You're learning all the different things: physics, math, uh, also how to be a good community citizen as well. And Bob talked. You know, he was a man of few words when when it came down to it. But when you when he spoke, kids listened. They uh, they understood. He got the respect. The kids. It was hard to break to that to break it to them today. Uh, we had our junior development and telling parents that you know their mentor the the some of these kids, it was their first real friend that they understood as, you know, they were teaching them something, a coach, a mentor. Uh, you know, we're all, you know, hurting pretty bad right now. Brian Cavallera is my guest on the phone. We're talking about Bob, the passing of Bob Mackey of Mackey's Mountain Archery. Uh, Brian, just on the way out, give us the details of the services for Bob. 
the services are at uh, Lake Mount Worship uh, for the visitation uh, from 8.30 to 6.30 on Monday, and the service at the same location, Lake Mount Worship in Grimsby, at 1 p.m. Thanks very t- very much for your time, Brian. I know it's a difficult time now with the passing of a good friend and a business partner. Give my best, my best to Yvette and the whole family and uh, give all my love from the station and all of us here at 610 CKTB. Will do. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, Brian. It's my pleasure to have you on. That is Brian Caballero, business partner of Bob Mackey, who passed last night. Uh, apparently he had... A heart attack over the Christmas holidays. Didn't know that it was a heart attack. Bonnie Heslop told me in conversations with some of the people surrounding Bob that they didn't actually know it was a heart attack. So it must have been a mild setback. Uh, Didn't know it was a heart attack until they actually got the blood work back. So complications with his heart led to the passing of uh, Bob Mackey. Just a great guy. We've had a lot of time for him on the station. And him, us, always accessible. He's... uh, Fed me the few uh, a few interviews here and there, some that went great, some that went mildly wrong, and uh, so I never did talk to him after we had that one conservative whack job on my show here. I was comparing California to a prison camp. I had to call her on that one. Well, I'm glad I can't even remember her name. She doesn't deserve the pub. I am your host, Jim Fannin. Every Sunday we're here, noon to two. Good interviews, a decent host, and great musical guests playing live bumper music when I get the bookings in. We're chasing Cardinals for next week. Cardinals, come correct. I am Jim Fannin. This is 610 CKTB. I'm out. Don't talk about it. Oh.